Thank you for choosing Macabre today. Please remain seated and strap in during the duration of this episode. It's going to be a bumpy ride, and we hope you enjoy your time with us. And remember, listener discretion is advised. This is a hometown gonna, macabre. Gonna, it right? is a hometown macabre. We're getting we're getting some bonus ones in here today with the recording. Hometown macabre about the Appalachians or Appalachians, depending on where you're from. Or Appalachia. Oh, yep, exactly. Appalachia. Depending Not on your Not that accent. I'm making fun of anyone. I'm just saying. No. That's just yeah. how it is. <laughs> yeah. I have the episode notes that I have today are, all right, you macabre hikers, it's time to pack up and hit the trails on today's episode about the bizarre encounters with creatures, folklore, and superstitions of the Appalachian Mountains. The ladies, us... Talk about the Raven Mocker, the Bell Witch, the Moon-Eyed People, and make sure you go out the same door you entered in. But wait, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I'm in. I'm I'm so excited. We're going to have so much to talk about, too, with some of the stuff that I found in my... Could be a part one, part two. We'll see. (laughs) It could be. We shall see, indeed. We have to start the episode out, like always, with logistics of the area. So let's talk about the Appalachians. That range is almost 2,000 miles. Dang. And people that hike crazy. that entire thing, right? That's like yeah. what they do. Yeah. It's a, a it's lot really of people's good. bucket lists. What's the other one? The Pacific Crest? trail or something like yeah that? something like that um, pacific north trail i can't remember the actual name of it though but yes there's any any mountain range or national park it's usually on people's lists there's some just beautiful areas and i mean the appalachians are also gorgeous by the way never been but i definitely saw some videos and pictures and they are gorgeous but According to some of the things that I've found, it's just as scary as it is gorgeous. <laughs> probably more so than it is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah probably. Probably. Well, anytime Look you're in a remote me. area like that, I feel mm-hmm. like it's it's untamed. It's, yep. you know, not monitored. Like, it'd be impossible to have people patrolling yeah. that area for safety purposes. Yep. Right. Nope. Oof. This this stretch is from Newfoundland, Canada to Alabama, USA. Pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. So that's a big range to have some pretty weird shit happening. Uh, the highest summit is Mount Mitchell, which is 6,684 feet high. Uh, that is 2,037 meters. Mount Mitchell is located in North Carolina. The Appalachians have its fair share of caves, water, tunnels, formations, caverns, and the list goes on. So there's a lot of, lot of uh, seems like there's a pattern with some weird stuff that happens around caves and water. It and has mountains. the creepy cocktail. Mm-hmm. It is the perfect creepy cocktail. This mountain range, or I'm sorry, this range of mountains are among the oldest on Earth also. They've been around for about 480 million some years. Give or take. (laughs) They're old. (laughs) Uh, Dinosaurs were walking around on these bad boys. So for all you dinosaur nerds out there like myself, found that very nice. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to think about dinosaurs sometimes. I like to think about them walking around on their feet on those yeah. mountains, <laughs> eating some things. <laughs> That's that is me though. I I am such a nerd. It's it's not even funny. We'll, we'll have to discuss that on another episode about how much I nerd over dinosaurs. Uh, needless to say, <laughs> they've seen much change over the years. These mountains, they have been a witness and a part of history for quite some time. And with all this excitement and change, there are things here that can't be explained even now. And those things, my friends, are what we obviously came here to talk about today. We are going to be covering some creatures in the mountains. We're going to be covering some folklore and we're going to be covering Appalachian superstitions. And for you hikers out there, we've got some hiker hot takes for you at the end of the trail because we do believe it's important to have fun but also be safe while you are out there. So we will wrap up with that today. But until then, we are going to get into some mountain monsters. There is a large variety of wildlife that live in this vast area, such as bear, bobcats, mothman. Oh yeah, you heard me right. The Appalachians are known for their less known creatures. We're going to get into it. Witness has have seen Bigfoot, Wolfman, Grimms, Smoke Wolves, Mothman again. I'm going to mention that. The Wampus Beast, <laughs> <laughs> the Grafton Monster, the Raven Mocker, Silver Giants, and the Cherokee Death Cats. Just to name a few. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. And some of these creatures are new. To me, personally. I, I did a lot of digging on some of them, and we're going to talk about them because I think that might uh, add to some other stories that Hallie and I have personally. So, without further ado, let's talk about Bigfoot. The Appalachians are said to be like a Bigfoot haven. It's said that the color of fur varies in these areas as well, and there is even one type that is nocturnal with black fur and big glowing green eyes. Ooh, as yeah. if it wasn't creepy enough as it was. <laughs> right, right. And we had to start off with Bigfoot because I think we're going to find that Bigfoot is uh, kind of minor on this list. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wolfman has also been spotted in this area, and they allegedly have been seen in the area since the 70s and are believed to live in caves. They are thought to be around 500 pounds, very muscular, standing at roughly 7 feet tall, and have hair or fur that is similar to a bear or gorilla. For listeners, you probably have heard that the Appalachians isn't the only place where you find wolfmen. They're very popular in Michigan and also in Wisconsin. And that will be an episode for another time. Let's talk about Grimm's. Grimm's are black dogs with red eyes. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners can't see, see me. You, little finger. <laughs> I'm like, check. Uh, check and check. Uh, settlers around the Appalachians believe that if you were to bury your dog alive in an Appalachian cemetery. Hold on. Spirit, alive? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Uh, why would anyone bury their dog alive? Don't know. Don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, don't know what uh, weird shit you're doing, but uh, maybe don't bury your fur babies alive. Even if they make you mad. Let, let's, uh, let's just not do that. <laughs> 
because guess what? They might come back and get you because uh, that's what apparently happens. Uh, They bury them alive and their spirit would then transform into a grim and they are said to be the protectors of the graveyards in the land. So very pet cemetery, but your animals buried alive. And enough people had to do that in order for that to become folklore. Uh-huh. Which, uh, what we doing over there, people? What we doing? Very weird. But I found it very interesting because of uh, some things that we've uh, experienced or, you know. So let's move into smoke wolves. Now that we've kind of covered Wolfman, Grimm's, and we're going to talk about smoke wolves and some other creatures that seem very similar in appearance... I kind of want to talk about how, what if some of these are the same thing? They're just being seen at different angles or different times of the day. Um, and this is just like the same creature. And I yeah. think we're, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think we're, through this list, we're going to see clusters. Like some of them sound like they could be this one particular thing and others together seem like they could be another thing. So we're we're going to talk about that a little bit too. Well, so this, and you have to you have to think about the witnesses perspective too, people yeah. that are witnessing those things like how often are witnesses very accurate about their descriptions and right, especially when you're influenced by fear and shock mm-hmm. and all of those things. Mhm. And usually those things are happening very quickly. Mm-hmm. so it's oh, yeah. not like you're yeah exactly you don't really have time to like fully even take it in because you're just right. in shock of what you're actually seeing. yeah you're yeah. like what, you're like, what the what? yep <laughs> um no <laughs> or you're too busy running <laughs> yes <laughs> away <Yep>. um <laughs> so this the smoke wolf it's so similar to the grim in appearance uh it's got black fur it has really intense red eyes and witnesses have heard heard what sounds like a canine howl and a scream at the same time at night which i find very interesting Mm -hmm. and we'll get into that put a sticky note on that for later yep exactly uh they are known to kill for fun but apparently they are afraid of the sound of rattling chains Mm. I don't know why you'd be having any chains out uh, on your hiking through the Appalachians. I don't you know what you're into, to. but yeah, you maybe want you want to. to add that to just your like a packing list. Yeah, be like, be gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to Mothman. Okay, yes, there's a lot of weird things going on in the Appalachians, and to add to that list, yes, there's Mothla- Mothman. Uh, <laughs> nothing else really needs to be said. About Mothman. I mean, live, laugh, and lurk. Am I right, my friends? Let's move on. (laughs) We're going to move on to one of the most popular of the mountain creatures, and that would be the Wampus Beast. It's a cat-like creature that is supposedly four times the size of a mountain lion. Oh, shit. Uh Uh-huh. It says that apparently these things have six legs. And I'm wondering if some of these... Creatures are just being, like, seen at a weird angle. I'm going to keep saying that. Like, six-legged cat? I don't know. Um, It's said that they give off an odor that smells like a mix between wet dog and skunk. I mean, that's pretty common with a lot of the cryptids, it seems like. Yeah. The skunk ape, the 
Right. Rotting flesh is pretty common with the dog man. Yep. It would be pretty funky, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. Is it you not showering after hiking for five days, or is it the Wampus Beast? (laughs) Um, So, we're going into the Grafton Monster. Now, this one I had never heard of either, but this creature said to have a head that sits really low on the body, making it appear almost that like it's headless. And witnesses say that it's a massive bipedal creature with a very broad range of shoulder. Allegedly, it lives off livestock. Could it be similar to uh, Mothman? Because it's seen in the same areas as Mothman. Does it mention any accounts of it flying? Nope. But it does have huge red eyes. Okay. So if we're talking large shoulders, is that wings? You know, are they just like walking around? It's really hard to tell with some of the accounts that I found. It sounds so similar to Mothman. So potentially could be the same thing. Let's get into something a little bit more creepy that definitely we're starting to get into the Cherokee legends now. The Raven Mocker sounds pretty creepy in, to begin with. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and the Raven Mocker is a Bigfoot-type creature that has black fur, solid white eyes that can shapeshift. Oh, and no. It, uh-huh. Mm. And, <laughs> and it's known to take the shape of any animal... And that of a human. And in human form, it can roam among other unsuspecting humans. And the legend has it that they eat the heart out of your chest without leaving a mark. Like, no other marks, but you still have a gaping hole where your chest, where your heart used to be. Or they're sucking it out some other way. I don't know. That's what the legend says. Very interesting. But very creepy. Anything that... Is a shape-shifting anything is just creepy. Well, isn't the Wendigo also kind of like that? Yeah. Is it a shapeshifter or no? <sighs> Not really. But some people say it could but be it, that word that I won't say out loud. Yes. you're not supposed to say that word out loud. Yes. Too many times. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I'm probably already on that oh shit list because of uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Oh, we should do like a Men in Black episode sometime. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes. And Mr. Itman, I just that just came to me. I'm like, oh, that just yes. sounds. We should. Like something we should cover. We totally should. Another thing we should talk about are silver giants. We, we, are we going about, to? We're, we're gonna. We're gonna do okay. it. <laughs> but I, I know we've talked about giants in past episodes, which would be a really cool topic to cover because giants are in folklore everywhere around the world Mm -hmm. so it's very interesting why we don't really talk about that as much um just fair examples uh david and goliath you're talking norse mythology um we're looking at the middle east uh mesopotamian giants yeah anunnaki Mm -hmm. there's so many and this is a different kind of giant which is interesting because it involves an animal. Now, this particular creature called the silver giant, it resembles a bear, but it can walk and run on two legs. 
And it said that there is a silver stripe down its back, which is how it got the name. Allegedly, the hind legs, when standing at full capacity on its hind legs, it can stand over 11 feet tall. Holy shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, They should definitely be forming an Appalachian basketball team. (laughs) The Silver Giants. (laughs) (laughs) And the last creature we're going to talk about today is an interesting one. Also, this is the Cherokee Death Cat. And this creature looks like a lion, and it stands four feet tall and nine feet long. They apparently are fantastic climbers, and it is said that they eat cows and horses, and it goes right for the jugular. Very chupacabra. Yes. Yes. So, with that list, I think it's really easy to kind of get on that thought process of like some of these sound the same you know what if what if this you know a handful of these are the same thing or you know yeah um and there are so many other creatures out there to look at so if you're interested in this listeners definitely go and look it it is we (laughs) i have seven pages of notes and i just touched the surface There's some crazy shit happening in Appalachia. And speaking of crazy, let's talk about the folklore. There's a lot of tales out there. And you're probably, if you are a fan of Appalachian folklore, one of the first things that came to your mind was probably the Bell Witch. That's Tennessee, right? uh Uh-huh. Yep. And there are different variations online. So I looked at several and put together what was the most common of each aspect of this story. So if you've heard different versions out there, it does change a little bit. So keep that in mind. This is one of the most popular stories to come out of the Appalachians. And if you've never heard of the Bell Witch, we're going to tell you the story of it. Now, and it stems past this, but this is just kind of where it stemmed from. Brief overview. It starts in Robertson County, Tennessee. There was a woman who many say her name was Kate Batts. Uh, She was cheated in a land deal by the Bell family. And this woman was said to be a witch, now called the Bell Witch. The family began experiencing hauntings around 1817. The witch would show up disguised as a bird or a dog. The head of the family, John Bell, didn't really know what to make of any of this, so he kind of ignored it. I mean, is that really the best thing to do? I don't know. Uh, This appearance just kind of turned into more regular appearances, and then suddenly it turned into random knocks around the house coming from outside. There would never be anyone there. And it sounds very similar to what I have heard you talk <laughs> yeah. about with the... Immediately, I'm like, don't answer the door. Uh-huh, exactly. Don't answer the door. Don't let it in. Nope. Well, in one of the accounts of the story, they would talk about how it would be on their front door. And then, and the then it would door? be on a, on a window in the back. Like, yeah. eh, eh, nope. Yeah. Um, that shit is real, people. another time. Yeah. We'll talk about that later, too. We're just going to tease you until X comes <laughs> we out. We do a lot of that. <laughs> we do. It's just, it's just some of the synchronicity shit and all that is just so weird sometimes. Um, these knocks would happen for a while and those knocks turned into attacks. 
and the bell witch began attacking most of the time the daughter of the house, Betsy Bell. Now she would pull the blankets off her bed. She would be kicked and punched and scratched by her. And not knowing what to do at this point, John told his friend James about everything that had been going on. He also, after inviting James to spend the night one night to kind of see what was going on and what all this shit was about, he also began to experience things. So the word spread really fast around the area about these hauntings. Oddly enough, John Bell died in 1820 very mysteriously, but the witch continued to haunt the family. The hauntings were so bad that it ruined Betsy's engagement with a man named Joshua Gardner because it just was ruthless and unrelenting. Some versions of the story say that she still haunts the descendants of the Bell family and that area even today. So that's just a brief overview of the Bell Witch. There's other accounts of things that happen with her too. She might have to be her own episode. Oh, but. well, I already put her on the list just now. <laughs> oh, B is for yeah. the Bell Witch. B. There's all kinds of... Yeah, because of... I'm pretty sure there was a president that is somehow connected yes. to this as well. I can't remember yes. the guy's name. Oh, gosh. I can't remember his name either, but he actually took a group out. Yeah. Because he wanted to, like, experience it for himself. And some of the guys in his group actually did. And they say, and they were saying that they were like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I think that would be a good standalone. So I Mm -hmm. canceled it in. Good. That's why I didn't want to go to. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that. And that's why I just wanted to give a brief overview because I was like, "We, we definitely need to cover this later. But speaking of B. Uh, We're going to talk about the Brown Mountain Lights. And I had never heard of this uh, folklore tale. But I have. People on. Yeah. So when I was doing my other podcast on the YouTube Uh channel, people talked about that. I had a couple (sighs) um, viewers that were like, oh, this is in my area. Like, you should cover this. So. Yay. Maybe this will get its own episode, too. (laughs) It could. Well, we have. (laughs) We hope to do this for many years. So there's a lot yes. of options for B in the future. Oh, yeah. Can't run out of this stuff. Uh, so for listeners that are like me, uh, that don't know anything about the Brown Mountain Lights, I learned in this firsthand when I did my research. Uh, this mystery takes place in the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. Which are They're beautiful. Have- oh, yeah, I know. Those pictures. Whew. And pictures never do that stuff justice. So I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been numerous accounts from locals and tourists alike about the mysterious lights being seen in the area of the Brown Mountain. Uh, Blue, orange, red, and white lights have been reported being seen hovering 15 feet over the ground. There is a legend that says that there was a very horrific battle that happened between the Catawba and the Cherokee warriors in this particular area. Many perished, and it is said that the Catawba women would go at night to search for their dead loved ones by torchlight. And many say that this is the reason why the lights are being seen in the area. The first recorded sighting of these lights happened in 1771 by a German engineer. Damn. Yeah. So they've been happening a long time. 
the sightings are pretty inconsistent. There seems to not really be a pattern per se, but they do typically come out at night and can be seen very well after it rains, I guess, which is very weird. Yeah, that's an interesting fact. Yeah. So what is, I mean, especially since they're really inconsistent, but if there's any consistency at all, it's mostly at night or after it rains. Yeah. Now we get into a really big one about the Moon-Eyed people. Have you heard of them? (laughs) No. No, this was new to me too. Sounds weird. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about what it could or could not be also. There's, There's some references made that some historians think mean other things. So this legend is shared by the Appalachian people and the Cherokee. The Moonai people are supposedly short, pale-skinned, bearded, and huge blue-eyed people. It's said that their eyes are so sensitive that they can't be out during the day, forcing them to be nocturnal. So they're cave trolls. (laughs) Perhaps. That's what came to mind. I'm like, okay, they have sensitive eyes. They're living in caves. They're... Uh Down there mining for gems or something. Right. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I thought gnomes also. Oh, yeah. Especially with the beard and stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh. For anybody who knows, I craft gnomes. Yes. I don't also, know. I have a thing for you. gnomes. Hey, <laughs> Do you like it? I love all the stuff you sent me. Yes. Oh, yay. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I make gnomes. So <laughs> if anybody wants a gnome. Blair yeah. sent me a box of goodies, and there was a <laughs> handmade gnome in there. It's great. I'll lock gnomes. Uh. <laughs> I need a zombie gnome. Can I just put Ooh. that a request in? Okay, funny those? story. I have, and that would be really fun to make. But, so, last year, for Christmas, I made gnomes for everyone. And for one of my friends, I made a gnome. And unintentionally made it look like Rom Zombie. Uh, and I found that funny after she told me. She opened it up and she goes, dude, are you making like music theme gnomes now? Gnomes? Like, this looks like Rom Zombie. And I'm like, like yes, oh. that was my exact intention. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, that'd be actually freaking cool. Can you imagine like a, a slash gnome or. <laughs> so oh. funny. Yeah. Oh, I- I'm derailing. I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) So these Moonai people are thought to be like a nocturnal race of humanoids. Uh, So this is how they got their name, the Moonai people, because they would only come out at night and they had huge freaking eyes. Now, is it true what they say about hands? Does that follow with the eyes? Like if you you have big eyes, you have, (laughs) you know. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, you have to ask know. the ladies in the area. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, they are considered their own race of people there. Uh, now, let's talk about that. Could these Moonite people just be European settlers who were new to that area back in the day? Some historians think so based on some land formations that they have found in the area that date back pretty far. Um, There are some boulder and rock formations that have been been made. And it is said by the locals and the Cherokee that these formations were made by the Moonai people. This theory can be a little iffy. 
but let's talk about it just a little bit. These legends predate the arrival of Columbus, who will come up in another episode, by hundreds of years. But we know that that syphilis spreading son of a beach wasn't the first one to come here. Yeah. So, well, the blue eyes would make sense then because yeah. it was um, the Vikings, right? That yep. were first. Yep. That's the theory. Obviously, there yep. were people here before that. Yes, but. exactly. And I did try to kind of look into um, some of the formations that they were talking about in the Appalachians and kind of looking at some old runes um, in the Scandinavian countries to maybe see if there was a correlation or a pattern. I wasn't really seeing one based on what these look like. Like what's available. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to think about what time frame we're talking about. Maybe, I mean, there, there still could be a correlation with that. A handful, like we were talking about, a handful of civilizations came here way before that dude did. Um, and one of them being the Vikings. And they were really pale. Many of them have blue eyes. And blue perhaps eyes, yep. might just be those Scandinavians. Shout out yep. to our Scandinavian listen- listeners also. Um, I know that we have some listeners from Sweden. So, Taksamiket. Hi, Pear. Hi, Pear. But perhaps uh, these nocturnal race of humans are another race. Who knows? Who knows? Um, there was an artifact that was discovered in the early part of the 1840s that was believed to be a representation of the Moonite people. It's a three-foot statue that is a structure of two figures that are conjoined, kind of like they're side-hugging. Um, I did see the pictures of this one. That's how I hug, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean oh, I don't no. love you. I just have a boob thing. <laughs> I'm going to side-hug you. Just me protecting my boobs. <laughs> Well, and then, you know, I had to look it up because sometimes when you hear the phrase, two figures conjoined, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you probably we'll talk had about some the, ideas. We'll, we'll save that on for the History of Sex Toys episode that will be yeah. on Patreon only. <laughs> yeah, get your head out of the gutter. Only for now. Save it for later. <laughs> Only for Patreon. <laughs> Only for Patreon. So Patreon, prepare yourselves. <laughs> um, in in researching this topic, I did, again, find that picture. And they do look like humanoids. Um, but they don't necessarily look like human beings. Mm. You know. But, again, for the time that they were made. Some things that were supposed to be people, you know, I don't know, don't look quite like people. Um, at Fort Mountain, there are ruins like we were talking about before. So this particular ruin that I was referencing just a couple minutes ago is a 150 foot long wall that is still by many people said to be constructed by the Moonite people. And this ruin was dated back to 400 to 500 CE. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So if anybody has any time and wants to look into this and wants to tell us about it, if you do some research and you look at the formation 
that we're talking about right now and look at other civilizations uh, and their formations and you see a correlation, you let us know. I am very curious. Um, the photo, it, it just looks like a bunch of rubble and ruins at this point because pff, it's really freaking old. But um, we have to see if we can compare it to another civilization because it'd be really interesting to see who was actually settling there pre-syphilis uh, spreading beach settlers. <laughs> uh, but it's so old and deflated that it's really hard to make a fair assessment. So that concludes where we're going with the folklore, but we're going to move for right into some Appalachian superstitions because, oh, oh, are there some some really interesting ones in there. Um, there's a fair amount of them that have survived over a century with the Appalachian people. And I found this on a traveler's guide. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a lot of them, but they'll go fast. So here's our list from this traveler's guide. It says, never close a knife you didn't open. Or you'll have seven years of bad luck. I've heard that before. Yeah. Uh, keep a penny in your washer. Always go out the same door you came in. Eat black-eyed peas or collard greens with hog jaw on New Year's Day. Gross. Mm-hmm. Don't wash clothes on New Year's Day or you'll wash a family member away. Ugh, that's just somebody's uh -huh. way of not having to do laundry uh -huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> with their 12 kids they're like i'm taking new year's off <laughs> yep exactly well, they got a lot of weird ones around new year's day because there's another one in here that says don't sleep on new year's screw that i'm sleeping yeah. in <laughs> right i'm at that age now where it's like, i'm no longer like the i'm like yep okay i made it to midnight cahoots for me going the fuck to sleep <laughs> i normally don't even make it till midnight and there's a good chance i'm probably going to take a nap in the afternoon <laughs> so i'm going to sleep twice <laughs> three times technically overnight in the overnight. middle of the day and then and then back again at night it's a great way to ring in the new year breaking Some all the nice rules. rest yeah yes <laughs> um Another one is don't do any canning or gardening while you have your period, ladies. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. It's just, again, just trying to get out of work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I against can... that, though. No, same. Can, can, I, can I blame them? No, no, not really. Who wants to can uh -huh. while you're cramping? <laughs> <laughs> right? Where <laughs> you're in the kitchen and you're just like, and then somebody comes in and, have you done that yet? And you're like, no. <laughs> get out. I'm going to get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah everybody yeah. ladies we've been there um plant your crops under a full moon is highly recommended apparently uh and then there's a very famous one that we all know don't walk under a ladder if you find yourself under one don't turn around back up so just bat walk backwards yep as soon as you realize it oh well, by the time you realize it, you're like, well, first you're of all, why through. are you walking under a ladder? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What kind of hmm. ladder are you trying to walk under? Yeah. Just a row of ladders. Oh, oh, shoot. I ended up under this row of ladders. I better <laughs> back my ass up. <laughs> uh, don't let anyone sweep under your feet. Uh, never give someone a set of knives as a gift. If you give them <laughs> to newlyweds, it will cut their love. I was like, uh, it's going to end up in the court evidence later. <laughs> you know, it just it's might. possible. It's possible. <laughs> it is possible. 
well, then I guess I'm already doomed on this next one. It says, if a black cat crosses your path, turn and go a different way. You have one in your house, so everywhere I you do. go, you're and crossing. He fucking trips me all the fucking time. <laughs> oh, Tyrion, love you, but mm, sometimes, man, sometimes. He also looks like the fakest of cats. Like, I, I put a picture of him up on Instagram. <laughs> Just like, oh my gosh, you look fake. You look so fucking fake. <laughs> uh, Speaking uh, of, you should see the post that Natalie just put on the <gasps> Facebook group. What is it? You'll have to look. Okay. I will look. I will look after this episode. <laughs> oh, Natalie. It involves involves a cat. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Can't wait to look at it. <laughs> Shout out to Natalie. Thank you for being awesome, Natalie. Uh, we've got, oh gosh, there's so many. Uh, never re- repay salt that you have borrowed. So just you're taking the salt. Um, if a bad, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the salt. Knock knock. Hey, where can I borrow some salt? I'm <laughs> never giving it back. Yep, I'm taking it. I mean, mm. <laughs> that's just a way for you to not have to give stuff back. Yeah, exactly. Will you depart with the salt because it is mine? <laughs> Uh, if a bad storm is coming, put a two-edged axe into a stump facing the storm to ensure the storm goes around you. Hmm. Uh, oh, here we're back to salt. If you spill salt, throw a pinch over your left shoulder so you won't have bad luck. I think that uh, we, we definitely know about that one. Uh, when you... Oh. Interesting. When you drop your fork, it means a woman is coming to visit. If you drop a knife, a man is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? You should see the door hanger I have. All my neighbors have, like, because, you know, the apartment building now, all the neighbors have, like, hello, welcome, come in. And Mm -hmm. mine says, nah, I'm good. I was I wanted I wanted to put one that was like um fuck off or like, something like that and I was like they don't know me well enough I can't do that so that's as close as I can get to be like mm, I'm good this match is not welcoming you <laughs> that's so funny. oh well speaking of things uh with cutting don't cut your baby's <laughs> hair before their first birthday don't know no does reasoning it say why does it give any reason no. as to why these things no. are encouraged or discouraged no just the um, knowns the law of the appalachians yeah some some weird ones uh, uh, to follow up on that baby thing there is also another one that says your baby has to fall off their bed before their first birthday <laughs> why it doesn't say why is it bad luck do they not become an adult i mean what what if goes they fall hard enough they won't <laughs> yeah just like what oh here's another one for for a baby uh run a chicken over your baby <laughs> to keep it from getting chicken pox oh i mean uh i mean bok bok uh, don't let a pregnant woman see a dead person or the baby will have a birthmark. Oh, 
Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. That is a really interesting one. Yeah. I, I feel like Stephen King would get a kick out of that one. I feel like he would make a really cool novel off of that. Stephen King, if you're listening, you are very welcome <laughs> to that. And also, Could you imagine? Um, oh. <laughs> Stephen oh. King's like, you know how he like talks about movies on Netflix all the time? He's like, yes. uh, you should listen to Macabre. <laughs> it's my if favorite podcast. Happened, <laughs> if die. that happened, I would die. I would cry. I could die and go to heaven I, right there. Uh-huh. Life would oh. be complete. Agreed. I oh. He's one of my favorite authors. I Yeah. He's so he's awesome. Somebody, he's on my list of people I'd like to have dinner with. Me too. Oh, Mr. King, if you're actually listening, thank you for being awesome. Thank you for all of your work. Um, Can we just I'm sit and hardcore. like watch you eat? <laughs> oh my gosh. I wouldn't do that. I do have a weird like phobia of that anyway. So I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll have dinner with you, but I'm not going to sit there and watch you chew. But um, I, I would be like, so tell me about, you know. Um, oh, yeah. There is actually, so this was uh, right before the pandemic, actually. Uh in Bangor, his house. I've been there. It's awesome. He was actually going to make that into a writer's retreat area. And oh my gosh, I want to do that so bad. I don't, I've been looking at updates on that periodically. I really haven't seen any. They just I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if they awesome. continue with that, but oh my gosh, listeners, if you know anything about that, um, any updates on that, uh, Stephen King, if you have any updates on uh, let, <laughs> let us, us know. know. <laughs> Please let us know. Um, I I would love that very much. Anyway, um, to to not nerd as much, and I'm drooling all over my microphone. Let's let's continue. <laughs> uh, if a cow lays down, <laughs> or, <laughs> or or Lee, or what? Okay, we're gonna back up. If a cow lays down, or is left, <laughs> what? Or is left upside down, it's going to rain? How do you Why just would leave a cow, a cow upside, upside down? down? That's got to be wrong. I'm, we're going to mm, just... Uh, boop, boop, boop. Let's just delete the... Li- <laughs> we can keep it in the <laughs> That Weird. I don't know. If you find your cow upside down, it's going to rain. <laughs> don't leave it upside down. <laughs> Funny story. Um, and this is coming from a Wisconsinite, so you're fucking welcome. Um, when I... <laughs> When I was younger, um, I was a passenger in a car. We were driving through some farmland, as you do through Wisconsin. And there was just like a group of cows in somebody's land just having a grand old time. I freaking saw a cow scratch its ear. Like with its hoof? Uh-huh. Like a freaking dog. That's I did not know that was possible. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, at... No point in my life have I ever been curious on if they ever itch their ears. I just didn't think it happened. And I freaking saw that and I was like, huh, who the fuck knew? <laughs> so listeners, now you know, uh, cows do scratch their ears like a fucking dog. <sighs> anyway. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact about cows. Uh, hang a horseshoe upside down. <laughs> To keep good luck from running out. I've heard that I have one. heard that one. Yeah. Uh, oh. 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 I don't know. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> wear a... 
weird one. Wear a buckeye in your bra, ladies, to ward off rheumatism. Mm, no. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. Uh, I've, I've never I'm heard a... of anybody close to me getting yeah. rheumatism. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a pass on that one. Uh, hold... Well, interesting. Bras hold are your... uncomfortable enough. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> trying to put a buckeye in it. You yeah. know what buckeye... Hey. For other people who don't know what buckeyes look like... <laughs> It depends. No. If they have the shell on them, they're covered in little spikes. But if the shell yep. is off, then it's like a hard knot. Yep. Yeah. And if you've got uh, bigger chests, chesticles, uh, that's definitely extra non-comfortable. Yeah. You pass. get anything in there. Yeah. Big, big freaking pass. Uh, if you hold your breath when you pass a cemetery... Or I'm sorry. Let me back up. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all, I'm totally stuck on the cow thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> it says to hold your breath when you pass a cemetery, or you'll be next. I've heard that Today. too. I have heard that one. I uh, do that when you... I drive over bridges. Do you? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear. I've never heard that one before. Depends on the size of the bridge, of course. <laughs> <laughs> No passing out behind the wheel uh, if it's a real long one. Looking at you, Mackinac Bridge. (laughs) Um, If you see a white horse, you'll have good luck. All right. Better go look at some fucking white horses soon. Uh, Hold your feet up when you're crossing a railroad track or you'll lose your boyfriend. (laughs) What if you intentionally are trying to do that? Then no, just drive keep back your and feet forth. Down. Yeah, just keep driving back and forth, making circles. Yeah. What are you doing around the railroad track? Trying to lose my boyfriend. Um <laughs> where do they come up with this stuff? I don't know. Um if you're walking with someone, you have to go on the same side of a post or obstacle, or it will break your friendship. Yes. I heard have that heard too. of this. Um, I had an ex that was actually really superstitious about that, actually. Um, well, it makes sense now, I guess. Uh, we definitely <laughs> like, did yeah. uh, <laughs> on the opposite sides of poles and stuff every once in a while. Um, don't wash clothes on Sundays. Um, so make sure that on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, and Sundays, you don't wash your clothes. If And this is a big one for me because, you know, it... <laughs> allergies or whatever um if your nose is itching it means company is coming soon makes a lot of sense i'm always fucking busy (laughs) uh open the window when someone dies and cover the mirrors so that their soul can leave this is actually not just an appalachian superstition yeah i've definitely heard it Mm -hmm. this definitely victorian times very common down in the south eastern europe Mm -hmm. yeah yep uh, hang a mirror by the door to protect against evil. Hmm. And the last one, listeners, I hope you've been sticking with us here. The last one is never leave a rocking chair rocking or you will invite spirits. So you have to stop it as soon as you get up. Mm-hmm. Huh. So this has been a crazy episode so far, but I do know that a lot of people like to hike. And if you are considering hitting the trails in the Appalachian Mountains, I've got our last segment for today is going to be Hiker's Hot Takes. 
And these are different accounts from different hikers who have gone on these trails, these particular trails, once or many times. And this is the kind of stuff that they've run into. Um, These aren't supernatural precautions. These are legitimate things that you should be very conscious of if you're going to go hiking in the Appalachian Mountains. I'm sure there's a lot of tips because a lot of crazy stuff happens there yes i i kept it to six because i know this is already a a a big episode but uh they these are very important so we we have literally just touched the surface on all of these strange happenings in this mountain range we didn't even cover uap encounters missing person cases what have you we we didn't touch that uh we we will come back to those at a, a later date i'm sure Um, But I I really just wanted to kind of touch on this because this is actually kind of a big deal out there. Um, I did find a few resources from hikers who have done these a few times, new people giving advice to people who've never hiked the trail. And these are really, really fantastic bits of advice. And you're going to be shocked at some of this, some of you. Safety first, right? Safety first. Safety is before fun. Remember that. That is the old grandma me speaking, but it's seriously true. Uh, Here are some tips. Six tips to be exact. Number one, there are shelters located along the hiking trails for travelers to stay in at night. If you decide to take this route, it is highly suggested that you ask the other people who are staying in that shelter, that specific shelter, some basic questions to get a feel for the people you are staying with because you will be running into people in those shelters and it doesn't matter what particular shelter and what particular location in the Appalachians, every single shelter you should be doing this. Some hikers have found once they ask just a couple simple questions, surface level questions, it doesn't have to be extravagant, that some people they ran across were pretty sketchy and it made them very uncomfortable to the point where they didn't even feel comfortable spending one night along the trail with these particular people. They would have rather tented any area further down the path in the night than deal with some of the people that they have come across. So be asking some simple questions. Even if they look friendly, they seem friendly, strike up a little conversation to make sure that you stay safe in those shelters. So now are you giving the indication that these people are, well, it could be one of two things. They are opportunists who Mm -hmm. are camping out, hanging out in these shelters because they are bad people and they are looking to do some heinous shit or option B. Are we talking like shapeshifters to Um, see if they, because I've heard that, Usually with like a shapeshifter or something like that, typically there's one feature that's kind of off, you know, like, so like something might be off with their eyes or something might be off with the way that they move their body or interesting asking, asking questions like that, simple questions, they may not be able to answer those questions like a normal person would be able to. That's what came to mind to me. See, I'm glad right i i was thinking the first option more i didn't even think about the second option 
but that is that would be really creepy and i have heard people talk about that happening also mm-hmm. but yeah because yeah. they're not oh. like humans so they don't necessarily know how to respond appropriately mm-hmm. <laughs> make so. sure you're asking the questions for multiple reasons <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah oh yeah. my gosh i didn't even think about the second one Whoa. and no. i think that in those in that area like uh shapeshifters would not be something that would be uh out of the question either. exactly i totally agree with that um especially after the shit we talked about today nothing mm-hmm. is really off the table it seems yeah. like in the appellations <laughs> oh yeah so keep that in mind <laughs> if i mean just in general if you're gonna be staying in a shelter or a hostel anywhere maybe maybe with that strangers. is just a yeah it's just a, maybe a good uh, good foundation to lay down. Uh, number two is be alert and diligent. Since you are out in nature, it is in your best interest to keep an eye out for wildlife. Not just the Mothman uh, or um, the, the Smoke Wolf, but just bears and Bobcat and all kinds of stuff. Be very, be very leery of that, which kind of leads us into our third bit of advice is for food packs uh, whether you're staying in a tent or in one of the shelters at night make sure that you're hanging your food packs from a tree to keep any hungry animals out of your food um, you know especially bear but I mean there is still a chance that you might get a couple like squirrels or mice still in your food pack from hanging them from a tree but don't ever bring them into the shelters with you because that isn't going to be keeping them safe and it's only going to be luring animals into the shelter with you. So make sure that you're hanging your food packs. Number four, chapstick. All right. You can have your it on during- service. Yeah. <laughs> public service announcement for chapstick. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's really good to keep your lips moisturized, but only do it during the day. Do not be putting chapstick on at night or around the time that you're going to be going to sleep. And here is why. There is an account that I ran across where there was a hiker, had her friend, had this happen to her. And maybe uh, keep this in mind for maybe even camping, just not around the Appalachians, just in general. Um This particular lady put chapstick on before she went to bed and she woke up in the middle of the night to a mouse chewing on her lips because Uh. it was allured by the scent and the taste of the chapstick. Oh, no. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine that? You would never Mm. wear chapstick again. Nope. Nasty. Nasty, nasty. Uh, number five, which kind of stems into some things we've been talking about earlier and not things we've talked about. Protect yourself. Sometimes there are things that are scarier than the wampus cat out there. Just saying. Whether that's people or other things, just protect yourself. And six, but absolutely not the least, respect the environment. That is one of the top tips on the National Parks website also and they also say leave no trace yeah woof that is a wrap on this listeners that was a long one uh just as about as long as the range of the appalachians i might add uh we hope that you had fun 
with this hometown macabre. And please do not forget to send your recommendations for future hometown macabre episodes. You know that we love hearing from you. And please, 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 please don't forget to tell a friend about us and rate and review us. And we want to keep going with this macabre party. So it is the best way to keep growing it is just to spread the word around the world, you know, because I can't talk today. (laughs) And I have a hiking tip as well. Yes. You ready for this? Yes. Buddy on the trail, live to tell the tale. Yes. Don't do that shit alone. alone. Mm-mm. And as Who you are listening to Macabre, keep that slogan in the back of your mind. Yep. Invite a friend. Mm-hmm. Always. No matter what you do. Oof, I'm exhausted. Like I hiked myself. We forget about <laughs> you guys. Tear down the tent. <laughs> Tear down the tent. Shit up. <laughs> it's time to go. Get the food pack out of the tree. <laughs> time to tear this tent down. Get that shit yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Till next oh. time, campers. It's been real. Hikers. Our, <laughs> hikers. Our macabre hikers. Have fun out there. And remember to be safe. And we we freaking love you. We will see you next time. And remember, no chapstick at night. This episode of Macabre was brought to you today by the Akimu. Remember to ask your Mesopotamian doctor today. Four out of five doctors do recommend this. You may be susceptible to becoming an Akimu if you do not check out the macabrepod.com website. Email them at thatsomacabre at gmail.com. Join them on Instagram, their Facebook group, or not join them as a Patreon member. You could definitely be susceptible to becoming an Akimu. You can also be susceptible to becoming an Akimu if you forget to rate or review this podcast. And if you forget to show your love and appreciation for the ladies of Macabre, thank you.